Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jamel Sanders Podcast, a division of Jamel Sanders International, where we are empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. It is Friday, August 11, 2023, and I welcome you to another edition of the Jamel Sanders Podcast. It seems like it's been... Um, uh, quite a bit of time since I've been with you. Nevertheless, it's good to be back and to have another opportunity to share some wisdom and insights with you. So thank you for tuning in. I want to take a moment and say hello to anybody that may be listening to this podcast for the very first time. Uh, Thank you so much. This is so much more than a show. This is a platform that was created to empower individuals to fulfill purpose and maximize their greatest potential. And every week through intriguing conversations, inspiring guests, intentional tools and strategies, and impactful wisdom and insights, we want to help you live your greatest life every single day. I thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you'll get some value out of this. Hello to those of you listening to me on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to sharing some exclusive, excuse me, content on that platform really soon. Hello to those of you listening to me on Stitcher. I'm so sad that Stitcher is going away, but I hope that you will stay connected to this podcast to another platform. Hello to those of you listening to me on Google Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. Hello to those of you listening to me on Spotify. I absolutely love Spotify, and we have seen some incredible numbers and growth from that platform. So thank you so much. Thank you to those of you listening to me on iHeartRadio and Amazon Music and any other platform that I may not have named. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to serve you and to do life with you uh, through this platform and vehicle. Um, I would love to connect with you beyond this show. You can find out more about me at www dot jamelsanders.com again that's www.jamelsanders.com there you'll find a plethora of empowerment tools and resources you'll find out more about me and the work i'm doing around the world and so much more also you'll find a link to all of my social media platforms with the exception of tiktok which i believe is official jamel sanders and of course Threads, uh, which I believe is official, Jamel Sanders as well. So I look forward to connecting and doing life with you in the days to come. While you're there, sign up for my empowerment newsletter. It is a quarterly empowerment resource that I send out that's always filled with wisdom, leadership, insights, tactics, and tools to help you live a greater life. You also find out more about um, conferences, seminars, symposiums, keynote presentations, and all of the great things we're working on. Beyond this podcast, I am the founder and CEO of Jamel Sanders International LLC, a global management consulting advisory firm. I have the privilege of working with leaders in business and government all around the world and helping to bring solutions to complex global problems. And so, Um, I love working with leaders and bringing solutions to the challenges and the issues of our time. And beyond that, I am an 11-time author, and I just would like to recommend my latest book to you, which is Pressure, Unlocking the Power of Prophetic Intercession. Now, the thing about pressure 
Uh, Pressure is one of those books that almost didn't get written. If you follow my work, you know that the majority of everything I've written has centered around leadership and personal development, identity, capacity building, vision, visionary leadership, and so much more. And I was trying to figure out how do we accommodate and make room for this kind of book. But nevertheless, I wrote it. And if you know me, you know I'm a person of faith. Faith and spirituality are very important to me. And this book is really about my faith, my spiritual awakening, the power of prayer in my life. How do you bring prophetic potentialities out of the invisible realm into the physical realm? Um, How do you prevail until you possess the things that you've been believing for in your life? And how do you move from hope into manifestation? You do it through a prophetic developmental process. And this book is designed to help you to get your life out of neutral and into overdrive. And let me tell you, the personal stories and the testimonials and the breakthroughs that I've heard from this book have been absolutely amazing. Pressure is going to ignite a passion in you to persist until you possess everything that has been promised to you. And so if you're interested in the book, you can get it through Amazon, Kindle, Nook, and most major book distributors have access to pressure. Thank you so much for all of you that have supported and shared your stories of how pressure has impacted your life and helped you. I'm so grateful that you have benefited from it. Also, of course, I just recently released my Breakthrough Journal. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I talk a lot about journaling. I give you a lot of work and exercises to do beyond the show. And so this tool will really help you to write your goals, clarify your vision, uh, script your future, and define what's possible for your life. Um, Thank you to those of you that have purchased the Breakthrough Journal. I so appreciate it. And I'm so grateful to get to serve you and to do life with you. If you're interested in the journal, you can go to jamelsanders.com and go under shop, and you will find it listed there. Um, It's a great tool. I've been taking mine with me everywhere, um, even in traveling, and it's just great to write down those thoughts, ideas, and insights that come to you um, on a consistent basis. So thank you for your support of that. What I want to do really quick, I want to take a very quick break, and I want to jump back into our series um, that we've been talking about, How to Get to a Deeper Life. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Jamel Sanders Podcast, empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. All right, welcome back. So we've been in the middle of a series called Launch, Daring to Pursue a Deeper Life. And, you know, I finished the other series. We talked about growth a lot this year. We talked about evolution a lot this year. And as I was thinking about where to go next, it really began to dawn on me about the importance of embracing a deeper life. And so I've been writing a lot about it. I did a blog post about a deeper life. I've written on some of the larger platforms about it. And I said, I need to do a series around this. And so 
Um, I really focused on five key pillars, but I believe that this is a series that could go on probably the rest of the year because I really believe fundamentally that every person is looking for a deeper life. They may not know how to articulate it or to give it expression, but we all want to live a deeper and more meaningful life. But most people don't know how to. For the sake of time, I won't review the entire series, but what I would do is encourage you to go back and listen from part one all the way through. I've heard some incredible feedback from the listeners telling me about how uh, this series has really awakened them and ignited some things in them and helped them to uh, make some shifts and pivots in their lives so that they can get to the next level. And so I'm hoping that this part will do the same for you today. Let's delve in. Nothing changes in your life without addressing the core. Let me say that again. Nothing changes in your life without addressing the core. In fact, I believe with all my heart that the core is the womb of change. And a lot of people are trying to figure out why their lives are not working or why their lives seem to be broken or uh, disoriented or disassembled. And what they don't realize is that a lot of the effects that we are seeing have a cause, and those calls go back to the core or the root of who you are as an individual. And we live in a society that is enamored with plasticity but is repelled by truth. Let me say that again. We live in a society that is enamored with plasticity but repelled by truth. What do I mean by that? We like things that look shiny and we like things that look beautiful on the surface. But when you begin to get to the underlying um, factors or underlying causes of the thing, you begin to realize that a lot of things we thought were beautiful were dilapidated and sick and uh, broken and not functional. And so we have to make sure that we don't put more emphasis on looking than being. Let me say it again. We have to make sure that we don't put more emphasis on looking than being because when I scan the world, I see a lot of people that are trying to look the part, but they are not becoming the part. And I think it's so vitally important that you focus on the becoming. Um, all the trimmings and the accoutrements of success mean absolutely nothing if you are not living as your most authentic self and showing up in the world as the best and the brightest version of who you were created to be. And so I think it's important for us to understand that many people uh, can't seem to figure out where compromise began in their lives. However, I always say that the core of our lives is being uh, the course of our life, excuse me, is being shaped and defined by the core. Let me say that again. The course of our lives is shaped and defined by the core. And so when the core of a person is corrupted, everything that they construct in their lives becomes corrupted. Write that down. When the core of an individual becomes corrupted, everything about that life becomes corrupted. The scriptures say that uh, guard the heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the 
issues or one translation says the forces of life. And what we don't understand is that the heart is not just the organ that pumps the blood. It is the center of your world. And everything about your life revolves around that heart. And whatever you allow to corrupt the heart will corrupt your future and your destiny. Let me say that again. Whatever you allow to corrupt your heart will corrupt your future and your destiny. Your heart is a treasury. It is a depository. Whatever you are allowing to take up residence in your heart is what's taking up residence in your life. And a lot of times we're not understanding why we're seeing certain things happen in our lives or certain patterns or certain cycles that continue and persist for a very long time. And what we don't realize is that our lives is just a reflection of what's taking residence in the heart. I really want you to get that. Your life is simply a reflection of what's taking residence in the heart. And if the heart is not pure, if the heart is not um, cleansed, then everything that you produce becomes corrupted and corroded. And so any deviation from the course is the result of a deviation in the core. When your life begins to deviate from the course and the plan that God has divinely orchestrated and scripted for you, it is because there is a deviation in the core. And when we really begin to talk about that and think about that, so many people never connect the two. We immediately go into the blame game. We blame circumstances. We blame culture. We blame environment. We blame systems and institutions. But we never take the time to look within and to see how we are ultimately the conductors that are determining the course of our lives, shaping the cycles, shaping the season, shaping uh, the outcomes and everything that begins to take place in our lives. We also have to understand that in order to live a deeper life, you must have the courage to address the core of you. If you want to change your life, we're in the month of August. We're, we're in the eighth month of this year. We're so close to the finish line. And you know, people have reset as the third quarter came in in July, and they're determined that they're going to do all of these great things in the last eight months of this year. But what we don't understand is that if you really want things to change in your life, you got to have the courage to address the core of you, not the parts that you flaunt for everybody to see, but the hidden areas that we refuse to allow light or truth to be exposed upon in our life. Those are the areas that we have have to begin to address and deal with if we really want to get to the next level and realize our greatest potential. And when we find ourselves in cycles that cannot be easily broken, um, we look at the surface, but we never take the time to examine the core. And so what I am really hoping will happen today is that you will listen to this not just as some good information or some wise words, but that this episode will really challenge you to assess your life, to examine your life, to look at the core of your life, to go down into your heart and to really see what's living in your heart and how that is determining the outcomes and the success or failure of your life and the seasons of your life as well. We fail to realize that our actions are simply following our core beliefs, 
principles, and convictions. I want you to get that. We fail to realize that our actions are simply following our core beliefs, principles, and convictions. And so in your breakthrough journal this weekend, I want you to take some time and think about how are my actions following my core beliefs, principles, and convictions. And I want you to really think about that. Look at your life over the last eight months over the last year, over the last two years? How are your actions uh, following your core beliefs, principles, and convictions? While many people will argue with me about that statement, your conduct follows your core. So a lot of people will say, but I mean well, and I have good intentions, and you know how I feel about that. Good intentions have never produced anything for us. Uh, simply because we say we're a good person does not produce anything meaningful for us. But what I've come to the realization of is that my conduct follows my core. And if my conduct is questionable and not in alignment with who I say I am and what I represent, then I have to begin to go back and do an audit of my values and principles. Am I really living true Uh, to the principles and the convictions that I say that I hold about my life, or is something out of alignment, and is there something that needs to be recalibrated and reset in my life? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we can say a lot of things and how we mean well and how we have the best of intentions, but until you begin to dig into the heart and begin to examine and study it, we don't really understand or uh, realize the choices we're making and how they're shaping the course of our lives and our destinies. Even if you feel that your conduct is incongruent with your core, your core is the greatest measurement of your values. I want you to write that down. So there are some of you that say, Jamel, I don't know if I like that. You're saying that my actions Um, are basically following my core beliefs, but my actions don't seem to follow what I say my core beliefs are. Well, like I just said, even if you feel your conduct is incongruent with your core, your core is the greatest measurement of your values. And so if you're not following what you say your core principles and beliefs and convictions are, then that lets me know that you're not really living in alignment with the values that you say you set for yourself. And if that's the case, then we really need to do some deep work and figure out why those things are off in your life and how they are standing in the way of your true growth, uh, development, and progress. Everything that you are acting out is a demonstration of what you believe. Oh, boy, how can I drive this home? Everything that you are acting out is a demonstration of what you believe. And so I think it's vitally important that we take time to examine our actions because your actions are following your beliefs. What we don't understand is that our thoughts are a prophetic catalyst of the reality that we're creating. And a lot of times I hear people say, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm the way I am. And what we don't realize is that every action stems from a thought, and that thought stems from a belief system or a paradigm that ultimately shapes your life and how you live, how you show up, and how you see the world. And so I think it's so vitally important 
important that you understand that you are not just acting. Those actions follow a belief. Those beliefs come from a paradigm that has been shaped or molded and ultimately drives the decisions that you make and everything that begins to unfold in your life. And so a lot of times what I have an issue with, with the self-help and the uh, inspiration, motivational guru space, is that we're giving people more information, but we're not giving people the tools that will produce transformation in their lives. And if we throw information on top of an unrenewed, an undeveloped mind, then a person is only going to repeat the same cycles over and over and become more frustrated with their lives. And so I want us to understand that our beliefs are building blocks to everything that we will construct and everything that we will create through our lives. And when that truth began to uh, strike me one day, it shook me to my core, and it shifted the course of my life forever. And why do I say that? Because uh, I came to the conclusion that my life did not have integrity if I acted in a way that was incongruent with what I said I believed. So a lot of people will listen to this episode and say, oh, that was good information. He threw out some good points and some good insights. But what we're failing to really understand is that when you really begin to examine this and you realize that um, you're acting in a way that's not congruent with what you say your core beliefs and values are, then something is off in your life. And a lot of people will stop at that, but they won't make any adjustments. And as you've heard me say, character is one of the greatest forms of currency that we have. And if you don't have character and integrity, you don't really have anything. And so, you know, we'll go about our business, but something is off. There's a crack in your foundation. And if you don't begin to address this crack in your foundation, that crack is going to get bigger, and everything that you try to build your life upon is going to begin to fall apart. And when I look around the world today and I see individuals um, doing all of these things, some of them supposedly in high-level positions of influence, and we see them, and 20 minutes later, we see scandal and the collapse of those leaders and individuals. What we fail to realize is that oftentimes these individuals have not taken the time to do the character-building work so that they can not just lead, but they can have sustainable leadership and sustainable success. And so what I want for you is I don't want you to just succeed. I want you to be able to sustain your success. And in order to do that, character development and character refinement is very important. And this is something that we don't talk about enough today. I feel like it's something that we kind of gloss over and we just leave it to chance that everybody is going to be a value-driven person and a character-centric person. And the reality is that we don't know what's lurking in a person's heart. They can have a smile on their face. They can appear to have the greatest of intentions. But if you don't have the ability to discern beyond the surface and what's going on in the heart of a person, you'll miss very valuable information. The scripture said that the heart is desperately wicked and who can know it. And so a lot of people 
will tell you just follow your heart. But what happens when you have a wicked heart and you're following it? And so we have people around the world just follow your heart, but their hearts are wicked and deceived and corrupt. And so everything that flows out of them and flows out of their being is corrupt and toxic because they have not taken the time to address the root causes of what's going on in the heart. In fact, I concluded that deception is when there is inconsistency between what I say and how I live. Let me say it again. I found out that deception is when there is an inconsistency between what I say and how I live. And so think about this. Write about this in your journal. Is there an inconsistency between what you say and how you live? Uh, One of the things that I work very hard at and I'm very intentional about is not just using uh, useless and worthless words. There are a lot of people that do too much talking, and too much talking leads to lying. And so I sit with people and I listen, and because they talk so much and they're trying so hard to impress everybody, it goes into a lie. And so that's not being consistent in your character. That's not being truthful. And a lot of people say it's just a little white lie. There's no such thing as a little white lie. A lie is a lie, and a lie is anything that we do with the intention of being deceptive. And so there's a lot of lying people uh, in the world, they don't see anything wrong with it, and they'll tell you uh, that they're people of integrity and character. Well, if you lied about that, more times than not, you're going to lie about something else, and you're going to push that even more and more. And a liar to me is a person that does not value the truth. And so if a person will lie about anything, they'll lie about everything. And, you know, people will be like, well, it was just that one time. Well, no, it's not just regulated to one time. A liar is a liar. It's in their DNA. It's the characteristic of that individual. And so you should be so adamant about that not being associated with you. Be a person of your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're going to be somewhere, be somewhere. Um, if if you tell people that you represent ABC, represent it. You know, this is one of the issues that I have with the branding um, of all of these influencers and micro-influencers in the world today. Um, you can manufacture any image or reputation you want to on social media. You can buy the followers. You can buy the likes. You can buy the design. Everything can be perfectly crafted, and this can be a total liar and a deceptive person behind the scenes. But because people are so drawn to aesthetics, we don't know the first thing about authenticity. And everybody talks about branding and authenticity. There's very few people that really understand what authenticity is. And so be who you say you are. When people encounter you, what you say and how you live, let those things be congruent for you so that you can be a demonstration of integrity in the world. As a result, I had to examine my core and evaluate my values and beliefs. I realized that my actions always mirror my heart. My actions always mirror my heart. So one thing I always tell people, don't be moved by what people are saying. 
Look at what they are doing. Their actions are more important than their words because people, oh, my goodness, I could do a whole episode, have said all kinds of things, and they have promised me all kinds of things, and they're going to do X, Y, Z. I don't pay attention to that. I look at the actions of a person because it's the greatest revealer and mirror of what's in that person's heart. And a lot of times we give people a pass that have shown us that they're not people of integrity. They've shown us that they don't have our best interest at heart, but we are just totally going into it blind, and I don't know why, because they keep revealing who they are, but we refuse to see it. And so look at the actions of a person and don't trust words. I feel like in the time that we live in, uh, people are just so fascinated because people can speak well and they're charismatic and they have great oratory skills. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but make sure that you're looking at the lifestyle because the greatest representation of who you are is not the words that you utter from your mouth, but it's the fruit of how you live your life. And so make sure that the fruit is there and not just the words. I can't stay there. My heart is the greatest exposer of what I value. Write that down. My heart is the greatest exposer of what I value. So today I am attempting to wrap up this series. We've covered a plethora of topics over the course of this series, all designed to help you uh, to get to a more deeper and meaningful life. And what I want you to understand is I felt that the final piece to complete this series is developing the core. If you want to live a deeper life, you must address the core of your life. Let me say it again. If you want to live a deeper life, you must address the core of your life. Um, I believe that one of the reasons that leadership is such a big mandate on my life is because that's part of my assignment in the world is developing leaders. You know, so many leaders want to get to their greatest potential, and I'm like, you can't even get to your potential because you have no principles. So we got to, first of all, get you to a place of principles and values and convictions, and then we can begin to explore your potential. But I feel like we live in a generation and a time that everybody is so concerned about the platform that they don't care anything about the process. And so that's why we have so many one-hit wonders and short-term successes and long-term failures because nobody is willing to do the work to be developed so that they can go the distance. If you want to live a deeper life, you've got to work on your core. And your core speaks to the center or the central station of your life. The core speaks of your principles and your priorities. So I want you to think about that for a moment. What are your principles and what are your priorities? One thing I notice when I talk with people, they will quickly recite what they say their principles and their priorities are. And then I'll take it a step further. I said, walk me through your life for a 24-hour period. What does that look like? And they begin to tell me about their activities, and I look at the principles and the priorities, and I see a contradiction. I said, I thought you said your principles and priorities were this. They said they are. I said, but you just took me through 24 hours, and I did not see once 
your principles or your priorities being carried out in your day-to-day actions. And they say, wow, I never even thought of that. And so the core speaks of your principles and your priorities. What are the principles of your life? What are the priorities of your life? And how do they shape the path and the progress that takes place within your life? Those are very important questions. The course speaks of your integrity and authenticity. Um, integrity deals with being one with your word. Authenticity be, deals with uh, being the same person all the time. That means that you don't have different masks and different faces for different places. You are who you are, and you stand in the authentic truth of that on a consistent basis. Most of all, your course speaks to your values, your principles, and your convictions. One of the things that um, is so important in corroding the foundation of leadership in the world today is a lack of convictions. Let me say it again. One of the things that is corroding the foundation of leadership today is a lack of convictions. I watch a lot of people. They talk a very good talk. They are very charismatic. They are inspiring. They are motivating. But beyond that, they are leaders that have no convictions, no principles, and no values. And so I watch those same individuals. I turn on the news. They make the headlines. They do all kinds of um, corrupt things, and people are shocked, and they begin to say, see, I know it's nothing to it. They're all hypocrites, blah, blah, blah. We hear all of the conversation. But what we don't realize is that many times we're hypocrites in our own right. We talk about them because they're on the public stage, but we do the same things in our lives because we don't live consistent with what we say our convictions are. Um, It's in the silent moments where um, we allow um, certain boundaries to be crossed. It's certain moments when we allow the envelope to be pushed when we know that our principles and values don't align with that. It's when we lower the standards because more money or what we feel like a, a bigger opportunity is offered to us. We might not be on the world stage, but we do the same thing, and we sell out so many times because we don't have the standards that we say we have. I watch great orators and charismatic leaders thrill and move audiences only to come off of the stage and to find out that they are nothing like what they project or portray to be. Years ago, I would find myself deeply disturbed by this. However, I later discovered that they have distorted values. Let me say it again. I used to see this, and it would disturb me greatly, but I discovered later that we're dealing with an individual that has distorted values. And many of you listening to this podcast today, you have distorted values. We say that these are principles. We say that these are priorities. But when we look at the actions that we're taking and what we're producing in our lives, we find out that we are not living congruent and consistent with who we say we are and what we say that we represent. And distorted values is when my public and private lives contradict. Write that down. Distorted values is when my public and private lives contradict. And a lot of people will tell you I'm the same person all the time. 
Well, that's the easy assessment for you to say about yourself. But the true test of that is when individuals, and not just our closest friends, but those who don't know us as well, uh, observe us in a setting and see us in another setting, and they're completely um, shocked at what they see because there's two totally different people. But yet we will stand flat-footed and say, I'm the same person all the time. And what we don't understand is that there is distortion of our values when our public and our private lives contradict. Now, what am I saying when I say our public and our private lives contradict? I'm saying that when we present one thing and then we present something else, and yet we say that we're a person of integrity, that becomes an issue. And that's something that we have to begin to work on and do the work so that we can uh, be consistent in our values and our principles. Um, from experience, I have come to the conclusion that most people have never taken the time to clearly divide, define excuse me, their values, principles, and convictions. If you have a conversation with most people, they'll tell you that they have principles, but when you begin to talk about what those principles and values are, they have absolutely no clue and that lets you know where the real problem stems. Your core, as I refer to it, speaks to your spiritual operating system or the soul management system of your life. Um, if you don't take the time to clearly define your core values, principles, and convictions, the world around you will define them for you. If you don't take the time to clearly define your core values, principles, and convictions, the world around you will define them for you. And unfortunately, if you allow the world and culture to define them for you, they will have you operating in gray spots, blurring the lines, and operating without morals or standards. Because we live in a world that does not uh, truly believe in upholding certain principles and standards and values. They feel like you should just do whatever you want or go with what you feel in the moment. And so if you have not clearly defined that for yourself, you're going to find yourself mirroring that because culture is responsible for mindset. Write that down. Culture is responsible for mindset. So if you don't establish your code of conduct and your core values, culture is going to project and voice print onto you what the values and principles are, and you're just going to act out what you see around you. You have to understand that only a disempowered individual will ever allow culture to define their morals and standards. Yes, I said it. Only a disempowered person will allow culture to define their morals and standards. And so I talk to people all the time that tell me, Jamel, you're too much. That's over the top. It doesn't take all that. That's old world thinking. Well, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but at the end of the day, I have taken the time to clearly define what my values and principles are. Now, you don't have to agree with those values and principles, but you never see me trying to impose those values and principles on you. I live my life by a certain code of conduct. You live your life by whatever conduct you feel you should live your life. But at the end of the day, 
make sure that you actually have core values and principles and that you're not just uh, basically being a transplant of what you've seen culture and society tell you it should be. In a world with no boundaries and no absolutes, choose to be a person that is governed by principles and anchored by truths. One of the most important things you must do is take the time to clearly define your core values, principles, and convictions. One of the most important things you could ever do is take the time to clearly define your core values, principles, and convictions. You may be wondering, how do I do this? Honestly, a podcast does not give me enough time to really begin to walk you through these things. What I'm going to do is simply provide some frameworks and guidelines to help you in establishing what your core values and principles are and how they shape your life. So I hope you're ready. Number one, take the time to examine what do you believe fundamentally. You'll be amazed at the number of people that you talk to and you run into on a consistent basis that cannot tell you fundamentally what they believe. First of all, I want you to think about this question. Do you believe in truth? Um, A lot of people want to say my truth. But let me be honest with you. Sometimes my truth is not the truth. Um, If you've read my book, Chosen, I talk about self-deception and how the greatest form of deception is self-deception. And, you know, as the great philosopher said, to thy own self be true, a lot of people not being true to themselves, they say my truth, but your truth is rooted in a deception. So it's not the truth. And you're calling it, you manufacture there, everything that you produce is going to be deceptive and error. So we have to even be careful in that. Is it the truth or is it your truth? Because if it's your truth, your truth does not have the same weight and validity as the truth. And so, you know, I correct people in conversation. I say, well, you can live your truth, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is the truth. And I hope that at the end of the day, your truth is powerful and substantial enough to sustain you um, in the moments of life where you truly need to be sustained and anchored. I won't stay there. Is truth absolute or do you believe that there are no absolutes? I talk to a lot of people that do not believe in absolutes. They believe in Um, you know, blurring the lines. They believe in pushing the envelope, going over the line, going over the edge. You know, I'm not an edgy person. I'm an ethical person. So if it feels edgy or over the line, I'm not doing it. It's not consistent with my values and principles. You do whatever works for you. But at the end of the day, do you believe that there are absolutes? Do you believe truth is subjective? Um, do you believe that truth can be redefined or reinterpreted? Now, if you, uh, there are a lot, you'll be amazed at the number of people in the world that believe that truth can be reinterpreted and that you can decide what truth should be. That's a dangerous philosophy. Imagine if our anchor institution of education uh, instituted a policy. Um, I have two degrees. Imagine if they instituted a policy that you could just Google whatever information or truth you wanted and you you could substantiate that and you could build your degree around it. Well, that would be dangerous because we would be sending people into uh, a professional world with their own ideas and information that is not even rooted in the truth of that industry. So do you see how dangerous that could be? 
So truth is not something that we get to redefine or reinterpret. Uh, Do you have a foundation of beliefs that shape and govern you morally and ethically? A lot of people have no morals and ethics. As an entrepreneur, as a business person, I will just straight up tell you, there are a lot of people that have no morals and no ethics. When you sit down around the table with them, you discuss business with them, whatever it takes to get more money, more prestige, more power, they're willing to do it. And whoever they have to destroy in the process, they're willing to destroy because they have no morals and no ethics. Those are individuals that I walk away from and I don't do business with because a person with no morals and no ethics is dangerous. The lengths that they will go to to get what they want are so out of the realm of ethical and moral that it is frightening to see how far some of them will go. And so make sure that you have morals and ethics that guide and govern you. Do you believe truth is more abstract? Your beliefs um, ultimately around truth are fundamental building blocks for your life. So whatever you believe about truth is a fundamental building block of your life. The second thing you need to do is scrutinize what you believe spiritually. This is always a controversial topic, but you know I'm a man of faith and deep conviction, so I'm not afraid of the controversy that comes with this. Who or what do you believe in? I want you to think about that. Who or what do you believe in? And at the end of the day, we all believe in something. I know there are some people that say, I don't believe in anything. You believe in something. Every time you sit down in a chair, you believe and have faith that the uh, manufacturer of that product built that product to support your weight and that chair is not going to collapse. Every time you get into your car, you put the key in the ignition, you turn it on, you um, put it in drive, you pull out of your driveway, you have belief and faith that that car is going to work and that that manufacturer built it in a certain way. Every time you get on, on an airplane and you travel from place to place, you believe that the manufacturer of that airplane and the pilot of that plane are qualified to get you to where you are. So we all believe in something. There are people that will say, I don't believe in anything. Well, you believe in something because you would not be living your life and functioning and doing anything if there was not something that you believed in. Uh, Do you believe that you have absolute control of your life? There are a lot of people that do. They feel like they have absolute authority and control over their lives, and I laugh because they find themselves in situations where they feel like their lives are out of control, and they realize that they don't have as much control of their lives as they thought they did. Uh, Do you believe that God has a sovereign role in the unfolding of your destiny? Um, A lot of people say, no, they don't believe that. They believe that they are determining that and they are deciding. And in some ways, we are deciding our destiny, but there are um, divine forces at work um, to help make that a reality in our lives. Do you believe that life happens by accident or do you believe in divine providence? A lot of people don't believe in divine providence. They believe everything is a coincidence and it just happens that way. You know, there are no absolutes. There are no certainties in this world. Who or what do you turn to in moments of crisis? 
one of the greatest things that reveal what you believe is who you turn to in moments of crisis. There are a lot of people that say they don't believe in anything, but yet in those moments of crisis, they begin to cry out for this help and assistance. So you do believe in something. You just don't want to acknowledge that. Um, Who anchors you? your life in moments of adversity? Who or what anchors your life in moments of adversity? Are you self-willed or do you believe that there is a divine will for your life? A lot of people are very self-willed. And there's nothing wrong with being self-willed, but you put a lot of pressure on yourself when you basically say that I have to will everything into being for my life instead of realizing that there is a divine providence for your life that wants to assist you in that thing unfolding. Your answers to these questions form your faith, and your faith is the structure that supports everything you build in your life. So if your faith is faulty, everything that you construct on your life is going to fail. And so a lot of people don't like talking about their spiritual beliefs and foundations, but it's important. It's part of the foundation and the cornerstone of your life, and you have to be clear about that because there are so many philosophies floating through the world and so many ideologies that if you don't know what you believe, you're just going to be so confused because there's so much information and so many schools of thought, and that's why it's important for you to clarify and to define that for yourself. And the other piece of this is clarifying your values. One of the most important uh, moments of my life was when I realized that I'm a reflection of my values. Uh, Furthermore, you can have great vision and uh, pursue purpose, but you will be derailed without clearly defined values. Um, Before Jamel Sanders International was in existence, there was the formation of core values and principles before there was ever a podcast, before there was ever books, before there was ever speaking, before there was ever um, a brand. There were core values and principles that undergirded everything that I was getting ready to build and to construct. And so I think it's vitally important that you Uh, Take the time to clarify what your values are. I define values as your life pursuits and priorities. What are your life pursuits? What are your life priorities? Essentially, values are the things that matter to you. What are the things that matter to you? What matters to one person doesn't matter to the next person. You know why? Because we all have different missions in life. So what matters to me may not resonate with what matters to you. And that's why I feel like a lot of people, especially in business and purpose, get really frustrated because they're like, uh, why isn't everybody getting it? And I say everybody's not supposed to get it because everybody is not assigned to you. You need to become so crystal clear on your mission that you can magnetize the people into your life that resonate with what matters to you. Did you get that? become so crystal clear on your mission that you magnetize into your life the people that undergird and support what matters to you. And you'll stop trying to market to everybody. You'll stop trying to reach every single person. And you will find those individuals that resonate with the things that matter to you. 
And that's what makes life so much meaningful and more purposeful for all of us. I consider values a code of ethics and a pattern of principles that guide and govern the choices we make and the course that our lives take. I consider values a code of ethics and a pattern of principles that guide and govern the choices you make and the course that your life takes. You may not be there now. You may be in the infant stages of a dream or a vision or a goal, but there will come a moment in your life where major doors and opportunities begin to open to you. And in those moments, you'll have to make a decision. And in that moment, I would hope that you would have a code of ethics, a pattern of principles that you can pull from that can help you determine if this is the best course for you. Otherwise, the money, the power, the prestige that comes with certain opportunities is going to become so alluring and attractive that you're going to take the bait. And then you're going to come back and you're going to look and you're going to realize that you sold yourself out and you did not operate congruent with the values and principles that you set for yourselves. Uh, values are, are for our protection and preservation. Uh, values are not sent into your life to try to uh, spoil the fun or spoil your existence, but they are there to protect and to preserve you uh, in this journey that we call life. What you have to understand is that you'll be amazed at the number of people that talk about values, but yet they cannot define or articulate what their values are. Um, anybody that knows me will tell you I value honesty, I value integrity, I value authenticity, I value um, responsibility, accountability, I value principles, I value morals, I value leadership, I value vision, I value friendship, I value relationships, I value faith, spirituality, human potential, connection, excellence. My value list could probably take up an entire episode if I begin to lay them out. But I'm very clear about what I value. Why? Because if I'm going to be an agent of change, if I'm going to be impactful in the world, i got to take the time to clarify my values are on a consistent basis. And so it's so vitally important that you take the time to clarify what your values are. Don't just take values from somebody else, but really figure out what's important to you, what matters to you, and what do you prioritize and prize above other things in your life. However, what you value is powerful. It reveals what is important to you, and it also reveals what you're disinterested in. As you find your values, you'll begin to figure out what you are interested in and what you are not interested in. And so it's very important that every person takes the time to clarify me, to clarify, excuse me, for themselves what their values are. You show me a person's values, and I will show you uh, what matters to that person. Um, and ultimately what has the power to destroy them. You show me a person's values, and I will show you what motivates them and what has the power to destroy them. All I need to see is a person's values. What they value is going to tell me what motivates them, and it's going to also tell me what has the propensity to destroy their life. Your values reveal the threshold of your morality and your immorality. Write that down. 
Your values reveal the threshold of your morality and your immorality. Your values are the greatest demonstration of what you treasure. A man that cannot define his values will never develop his vision. So a lot of people are frustrated with vision and why vision doesn't seem to be happening in their lives. And what they don't realize is that if you don't take the time to clarify your values, Ultimately, you are not going to ever develop your vision. Values reveal a couple things. Number one, what drives us, our motivation. You need to define your values because you need to know what drives you. If you don't know what motivates you, how are you going to live a life of mission and impact? So you need to know the drivers in your life and the role that they play in your success and prosperity. Number two, what we do, our actions. Your values drive what we do. They determine the actions that you take. So it is impossible to value a thing and yet consistently take actions that don't align with that. So what I learned years ago is that there were certain things I thought I valued didn't value. Why do I say that? Because my actions were not consistent or congruent with those things that I said I value. So I had to get back and to begin to clearly define what my values were so that I could see if my actions were aligning with the values that I say I held. And then they also reveal what you're dedicated to. These are your commitments. So when you show me, excuse me, a person's values, it begins to reveal to me what that individual is committed to. Don't tell me that you're committed to a certain thing and yet uh, you value a certain thing and yet we never see a commitment to that thing in your life. That's very important that you understand that your values reveal what drives you, what you do, and what you are dedicated to. And then in the final moments that we have left today, uh, you have to begin to uh, what you deny. Uh, your values also, number four, deal with what you deny. These are the non-negotiables in your life. Your values um, outline the non-negotiables of your life. Values establish personal uh, boundaries and empower you to maintain personal power. So what are the non-negotiables in your life? Before you negotiate a major contract, or major amounts of money, you need to have the ability to define what the non-negotiables are in your life. And so I think it's vitally important that you know what is a non-negotiable. What are you not willing to bend and compromise on in terms of your values and principles? Your values dictate your vision. Your values drive your mission, and our conversations always expose our core. I can know what your core, what matters to you, what's a priority in your life, what you value by the conversations that you're having. The integrity and longevity of what you deal is decided by the attention you give to your inner world. Everything that we just talked about, we finished this series today, Launch Daring to Pursue a Deeper Life. All of this deals with uh, different factors, but the core of you deals with your inner world. 
Um, everything that we are acting out, everything that we are demonstrating in our lives is a reflection of our inner world. And so you've got to work on your inside. We put so much emphasis on the outside. We put so much emphasis on beauty and aesthetics and looking the part, but we fail miserably at the being because the being requires us to go beyond the surface and to do the deep internal and inner work to get to a place of wholeness and freedom and transformation in our lives. And if we will really begin to apply these principles and truths, it will revolutionize our lives and shift our destinies forever. I hope that over the course of these, this series that you've gotten some value, that you have learned some things about yourself, and that you will begin to get on the journey to living a deeper and a more meaningful life. I'm so honored that I've had the opportunity to serve you and to do life with you and to help you in the realization of your greatest potential. Thank you so much for spending these moments with me. I hope that you'll join me again real soon for another edition of the Jamel Sanders Podcast. Until then, be blessed. Thanks for joining us for the Jamel Sanders Podcast. Always remember, your life has purpose. Your potential is limitless. And only you can define your legacy.